1: Uh, Two people are hospitalized and the suspect is on the run after a police chase ended in a crash in Dearborn. WWJ's Luke Sloan joins us live with the latest Luke. Good
0: morning, Jackie. Dearborn Police tells WWJ that Dearborn Heights Police was chasing the suspect this morning, and that crash ended it or that uh, chase ended in a crash at the intersection of Michigan Ave and Greenfield in Dearborn. The suspect crashed into one car, that car then slammed into another. Two people in both those cars were sent to the hospital with injuries. The suspect ran from the area and is now on the loose. There's no description of the suspect at this hour. The search does continue. That intersection is shut down for an investigation. Katie will have the latest during traffic and weather together. Coming up at 7:08 report. Live, Luke Sloan, WWJ News Radio, 950.
2: A man is dead after being hit by a car when his vehicle ran out of gas. It happened just after 10 o'clock last night on I-96 near I-75 in Detroit. The stranded driver ran across the freeway to try and get some gas for his car, but when he came back to his car, he tripped and was hit by a car. The driver who hit the man stopped and is cooperating with police. The 40-year-old man from Woodhaven was taken to the hospital where he died. The investigation continues.
1: Developing in Ann Arbor, police are searching for a man who sexually assaulted a woman and exposed himself on the campus of the University of Michigan. The first exposed himself around 4.30 yesterday afternoon on North Campus. A student reported that he drove off in a black or dark blue-colored sedan after approaching her. A short time later, the man got out of the car and approached another student, this time with his pants around his knees. And then around 8.30, the man walked up behind a student and groped her. She then smacked him across the face with an umbrella. Police say he's white. He's in his 20s with a full beard and brown hair. If you see him, you're asked to call U of M police.
2: A Macomb County man who randomly stabbed multiple people several weeks ago is due in court this morning. WWJ's Ryan Marshall live on that story. Ryan.
0: Jonathan, good morning to you. 31-year-old Washington resident Shane Burns will appear in Roseville District Court at 8.30 a.m. this morning for a probable cause hearing. Now Burns was charged with eight felony counts, including first-degree premeditated murder and assault with intent to murder. He randomly stabbed and killed Cheryl and Parsley Ryan in Roseville, then drove to a bus stop in St. Clair Shores and randomly stabbed another man on May 17th. The male victim survived. Here's Macomb County Prosecutor Pete Lucido. This poor woman didn't have a chance. She's thinking about going to work. She's thinking about what her day's going to be like. She's putting air into her, her tire and somebody comes out of nowhere and starts to, you know, have stab wounds, put into her, and and then slash her throat. Unfortunately for this family, how do you realize closure in this case? What does justice look like? And that's what I'd like to hear from the family. What does justice look like for you and your family? After today's probable cause hearing, Burns is due back in court in Roseville District Court on June 7th for a preliminary exam. If convicted, Burns could spend up to life in jail without parole. Ryan Marshall, WWJ News Radio 950.
1: In other news here from the Mackinac Policy Conference, property taxes in the city of Detroit could be cut for some homeowners. WWJ's Charlie Langton reporting live that Mayor Duggan is expected to outline a new proposal this afternoon here at the Mackinac Policy Conference. Charlie. There oh, we go. There we go. That's
3: right. There we go. All
1: right. That's the word on the. That's that's the word on the island
3: here, Jackie. All homeowners in the city of Detroit may be in line for a property tax cut. Mayor Mike Duggan, as you know, is the afternoon's okay. keynote speaker here at the Mackinac Policy Conference. Now, details on the tax reduction will include about a 30 percent reduction in residential taxes as well as pressuring some land speculators to make better use of their uh, land like those parking lots and junkyards that type of thing now the average homeowner will see about a 250 dollars annual tax reduction the city will cut about 38 million dollars from property taxes it is revenue neutral though because they will add taxes or increase taxes on those lands that they deem underutilized. But again, we're going to get more details about the tax plan later this afternoon. Reporting live here at Mackinac Island, Charlie Langton, LWG News Radio 950.
1: So Charlie, uh, a lot of things in in terms of taxes, and and, uh, I know the power of and here at uh, the Mackinac Policy Conference, I just want to ask you, I know you've already been sort of uh, talking to a lot of people here today, what do you think think that Mayor Duggan is going to come out with? in terms of uh, plans for the future in terms of property taxes. Well, I
3: think one of his big deals is he's got to keep businesses. He's got to keep, he's got to keep people in the city of Detroit. And so one way to keep them is invest in homes. We all know that homes have you have a stake in where you live and a home is a big deal. So, if you can give a little bit of a break on taxes, property taxes, that would be a good thing and it would encourage more people to move into the city of Detroit, ultimately stay, business follows, etc., etc., etc. So, I think that's probably a big deal for him. He says, "How do you do it?" We all want people to stay We don't want them to leave to go to other states. Um, I think that is going to be the big thing, is, is talent retention and growth. That type of thing. And I think he's starting with a property tax. Let's see how it
1: works. (laughs) WWJ's legal analyst, Charlie Langton, the best. Thanks, Charlie. Meanwhile,
2: this morning, uh, it's another delay for the long-awaited Wayne County Criminal Justice Center project. Businessman Dan Gilbert's bedrock firm missed yesterday's deadline to have the jail 98% completed. This is the second time bedrock has missed the so-called substantial completion mark. It was first supposed to be met back in March The 98% goal must be fulfilled before the jail is officially turned over to the county. The 2,200-bed jail courthouse and offices are supposed to be completed now by October 15th.
0: For the latest news plus traffic and weather together on the 8th, tune to AM 950. Follow WWJ on our Odyssey app or ask Alexa to play WWJ News Radio 950.